Khitam Abu Hamad is our head of office in Gaza and has been working at Terre des Hommes for 12 years. I interviewed her two days before the war broke out, early October. Since then, Khitam or other colleagues on the ground and all the families we help in Gaza are experiencing the worst escalation of violence in the last decade. In the 50 years that Terre des Hommes has been working in the region, our colleagues like Ritam have shown exceptional courage to support children and offer them prospects for the future in extremely difficult conditions. The Field, a Terre des Hommes podcast. Stories from people committed to protecting children around the world. Ritam, welcome to this podcast episode and thank you for joining us today. Thank you, Isabel, uh, for having me. I'm really glad to be part of uh, TDH family. Ritam, it's been 50 years since TDH started working in Palestine. What does that mean to you? Yeah, it's, uh, it's 50 years and for me it means 50 years of achievement, 50 years of helping people who are in need of humanitarian services. Um, for me, it's also 50 years of saving lives, 50 years of contributing to improving the quality of people around the globe. And for me, it's like 50 years of serving the Palestinian people. Uh, yeah. Um, and you yourself were born and raised in Gaza, actually. Um, can you tell us about your childhood? Yeah, I, I spent all my childhood in Gaza. Um, uh, I was lucky enough to get my first university degree. Then uh, I got scholarship to complete my my like another like to complete a master and PhD in social policy from the United States of America. Khitam, um, how is it different being a child back then and today? Like uh, generally, living in Gaza uh, and Palestine is not uh, easy. Most of the time, like children uh, exposed to traumatic events that are they are not supposed to be exposed uh, to. So living in Gaza, it means like if we compare like uh, currently, if we talk about the current status of Palestinian children uh, in Gaza, uh, it's so hard. For instance, children who were born like uh, 15 or 16 years ago, it means they never been witness a day with 24 hours electricity. It means they already like been exposed or subjected to five wars. So it's difficult. Uh, it's also difficult when it comes to the basic uh, basic needs, like uh, the, the majority or 99% of Gaza's water is unfit for a human being or unsafe for drinking. At the same time, uh, being like children who are born right here in Gaza, most of the time they're exposed to different psychological uh, stressors, mainly because of, uh, of the wars. Can you tell us a bit more about life in Gaza now? Yeah, life in Gaza right now, it's, uh, it's almost like uh, 17 years of political uh, division between Gaza and West Bank. At the same time, uh, it's like the ongoing blockade, the ongoing uh, incubation, like the circumstances are making life in Gaza is very hard, very hard in terms of uh, safety, 
in Gaza, even the word safety is something that's luxury for us. Um, it's hard to find a place that could be like uh, could be classified as a safe space or safe area because you know, like it's um, Gaza been under five wars uh, recently. At the same time, uh, living under a blockade, which means like the freedom of movement is very limited. And uh, like it's so hard for people to travel outside Gaza. At the same time, with the current high unemployment rates, with the current high poverty rates, most of families they suffer from poverty. They suffer from like uh, very harsh economic uh, economic situation. At the same time, uh, the basic services like educational services, like uh, health services, they are not fully available. Uh, they are not fully available in Gaza. At the same time, the quality is not is not really is not really good. What are the biggest needs for the children in Gaza today? And the biggest needs, um, indeed, the, like the need for safety and security, and this is because of the political situation. Um, the need really the needs related to education, um, because like access to education. Uh, we have a huge issues with the quality of education. The needs for um, like economic support for their families because of the poverty and unemployment. And definitely there is a huge need for uh, mental health and psychosocial support services because the majority of Gaza's children are traumatized because of the ongoing conflict. In your opinion, how does your work change the life of children and their families? Yeah, and like we are, we are doing our best to change uh, children's life and their families through provision of uh, services, mainly like humanitarian services. At the same time, responding to the humanitarian needs, we are changing children's lives at different levels and through different ways. Uh, for instance, like uh, we have a very important program here in Gaza, which is more about reintegrating out of school children back into schools and vocational training centers. For me, for this, it's um, sometimes I use the term that we are giving them a second chance, uh, chance of life. So we're changing the children's lives by the support that we provide, including educational services, protection services. At the same time, like uh, just like having our social workers to listen to children, give them the chance to express their emotions, to vent their frustrations. This is something that has a real impact in improving their overall well-being. And how do you feel you have a role in all this? Myself, um, I feel that even though I'm managing the Gaza office, I'm deeply rooted when it comes to the like working with the children in terms of uh, going to the field. Um, for me, whenever I write a proposal, I always prefer to conduct interviews with the children and their families. Uh, for me, those interviews are the ones that they give me the energy, the power to to write, the power to work hard, the power to do my best in order to support support children. So somehow, like the change and the interventions that we are doing, this is something that fuels me to do my best. Khitam, why did you study social policy and why did you decide to work in the humanitarian and development sector? I studied social policy because, uh, like, growing up in Gaza, it means, like, uh, 
you it means that you are yourself are a victim of social injustice and for me when i decided to study outside study abroad uh, i tried to find the like the that the branch or the field that i will that will help me to shape my career at the same time it will give me the strength the, the knowledge and the power to to support and help uh, like uh, people who suffer from the social social injustice so i wanted to be someone who can bring the new knowledge back to to palestine back to gaza and uh, try to implement such uh, try to to implement whatever i can from what i studied outside and do you have a specific moment that you would like to share in your career that inspired you Yes, um, I will never forget a child uh, that uh, I met seven years ago. He was out of school. Uh, his name is Yusuf. Uh, he was out of school for more than three, four years. Uh, we identified that child through like uh, field work. Then we provided that child with the uh, comprehensive protection services, and we integrated him back into schools. Uh, when I met him, uh, like the first time, I shook his hand, and for me, like I was struck. It was so hard for me to touch his skin. It was like um, touching his skin, give me the sense of the hardness that uh, the hardness of the life that he that he was living. Uh, after three months, when I met him again, I touched his skin by just like doing the when when I did the hand when I did the hand shake with him. And I noticed the difference. Um, and the child, he mentioned one statement that that through the interventions, the TDH interventions, we we changed his life. For me, this is like something that I will never forget. That's a very inspiring story. How do you how do you feel when you work and when you? Uh, experience these um, encounters or when when you get these um, messages from the children that uh, we support? I feel proud. I feel empowered. Uh, I feel that uh, whatever we will do, uh, at the end, this is something that will have impact in improving people's life. Uh, I feel that all the work that we are doing is worth it. And... Uh, also, I feel that the investment supporting children is something that we should continue to do. We should continue to provide the vulnerable children with the protection services. I'm learning from those children. Uh, I'm learning the resilience, uh, how to tolerate the harsh condition, and always to have hope, and always like to look for the bright side of, uh, of the life. Khitam, you've been with Terrorism for 12 years. We said it before. Um, how come you have stayed so long? Honestly speaking, um, I feel that as if I started just yesterday, I still feel that I have the energy to work and to support like children and people of Gaza. I stayed, um, I'm still planning to stay and to work more with TDH because I believe in the TDH values. I believe in the impact that we are doing to improve people's uh, people's life. Um, I feel that like the humanitarian work, it's part of me and I don't want to give up that, that part. And looking forward, what is your hope for the future in Gaza? First, it's good to, 
to say the word hope because uh, sometimes like uh, it's hard for people to see hope here in Palestine because of the political situation but I, I will never give up that hope so I'm hoping that uh, the blockade will be lifted soon at the same time I'm hoping that we all ha will have access to normal life including like the freedom to travel, uh, just enjoying uh, a life without being exposed to different stressors from the political and security instability. To finish this podcast, I would like to ask you, Ritam, if you have a message to share with children and youth in Palestine. So yes, I do. I do have a message. And it's not only for Gaza's children, it's for children uh, everywhere children they need to to stand up for their rights not to give up and to continue to dream a dream of a better future a dream a dream that they can achieve whatever whatever they want this is what the message that i want to communicate with the with the children another message it's for Gaza's children particularly that one day they will have access to normal childhood this day is coming sooner or later Thank you so much, Ritam, for your very powerful words and for joining us in this podcast episode today. Thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Listen to The Field on your favorite podcast platform to hear inspiring stories from children, young people, or other staff members from around the world. Mm -hmm.